0: The intersection of our faith in the world is a battlefield, strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Hey! Friends, welcome, and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelow, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow.
1: And uh, I am always so grateful to be here.
0: Very good. Before we get into the show, friends, we want very much to lift Israel up in our prayers. So please pray with us. Heavenly Father, our hearts are with Israel today. We are stunned by the violence which the demented butchers of Hamas have visited on your people. We have reached the end of ourselves, and we turn to you for understanding and comfort. Gracious Lord, please be with Israel and her people. Strengthen her, give her wisdom, and destroy her enemies. Cause America to stand resolutely with her, bringing the full weight of our national resolve to bear on those who support Hamas. And silence those in this nation who have been deluded into supporting murderers. Please do not let their spiritual cancer spread, but bring light, healing, and peace, as only you can. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Friends, I think you'll agree 2023 is shaping up to be a terrible year. Thankfully, 2024 is just around the corner. And today we're going to talk about voting and the many elections which the new year will bring. So if you didn't like 2023 with all the heat and the heat waves and the nonstop buffoonery, I hope you'll stay with us to see how you can make a very real difference in 2024. And here to help us talk about that is Jason Yates, the CEO and very active, very focused leader of my faith votes, a nonpartisan movement that motivates, equips, and activates Christians in America to vote in every election in hopes of transforming our communities and influencing our nation with biblical truth. It's such an important conversation because we make our own reality. And here to tell us how we can do that, With more intention is Jason Yates. Jason, welcome.
2: I am so glad to be back with both of you um, today, and uh, you know it's an important conversation, Um, and um, we have lots to to discuss. And um, and I, I love the connection, Rich, of what we're talking about and how it connects to the title of your podcast, which is courageous Christianity. And um, that has a lot to do with it. Are we courageous um, in the stand that we take and how we unite? So thanks for having me on.
0: Amen. It's a pleasure. It's very interesting. I was talking with somebody at church yesterday about the way we see ourselves. And if we see ourselves as Christian warriors, then things take on a different appearance. If we see ourselves as showing up at church for an hour on Sunday and then going back to what we think, then that's what will happen. And I fear that the uh, intersection of faith in the secular world will be a place where we continue to lose grounds. So, friends, without a doubt, our votes shape our world directly through our elected officials. We vote for men and women who support legislation and policy that's important to us, and we trust that they'll stand against legislation and policy, which is not in line with our values. And that's an important word there. Values, the American values, the values of our nation and our God. In this way, our values, by our vote, which should be aligned with God's values, become reality. All that happens directly with the votes that we place and Indirectly, our elected officials establish the world's perception of us and our nation, and that perception determines the way the world behaves. The United States is a superpower, and we can't hide from that role. So our values influence the future of all men directly and then indirectly in that way. And the situation in Israel demonstrates this sadly and perfectly. Our current administration is perceived as weak and that has emboldened the world's bad actors. Good people in Israel died horribly at the hands of madmen because the world rightly perceives that the U.S. is more concerned with sexual perversity and political maneuvering than protecting the world from murderers. This administration is the product of our election system. We either voted for it, or enough of us didn't vote against it. And now it's our reality. So from our border to the Middle East, from the military to the economy, from the education system to the justice system, from abortion to gender ideology, our politicians shape the future of our children, and you elect our politicians. So more than ever, your participation in the political process as a Christian American is critical. Make no mistake, your vote matters. And so, as you hear that, Jason, what I would ask as an expert in the field of the electoral system and voting, have I overstated things?
2: Um, you know, I, I couldn't have said it better, Rich. The What you've said is what's at stake as we go into 2024, and it's the, the role and responsibility of the Christian in the process. And I loved what you said earlier when you tied it. Identity, because that maybe we can hit on that a little bit more later. But um, I I often say our identity, how we see ourselves, drives what we do. If we don't see ourselves as salt and light, if we don't see ourselves as active in the public square and uh, being given that that assignment from from our Lord, then we aren't going to do it. So how do we see ourselves? What's our identity? That's going to drive our behaviors.
0: Well, let's go there right now, because I'll tell you firsthand, a Marine sees himself as a warrior. And so everything a Marine does is about combat and preparing for combat. From the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to sleep at night, I, I would wake up and I would, uh, go get some exercise, go lift weights, go run. Why? Because I'm a warrior and I'm expected to be able to fight. So it's very true. And so how do you think America is seeing itself right now? Is it seeing itself with, uh, with the requisite intention and importance?
2: Well, I think you have to start first with all of the issues, all of the things that you identified in your opening that are happening around us. And then we need to be able to say, okay, does the Christian have a role in those things? And I think we often see ourselves first as either political or partisan or right or left, more than we do see ourselves as an ambassador for Christ, and someone who's concerned not about what's right or left, but what's up or down. And so as we think about all of these issues, we have to break them down, not thinking about, okay, is this a Democrat position or a Republican position? But we need to be asking ourselves, is there truth? Is there good and evil associated the, with these? What are the outcomes of certain policies associated with these issues? And we need to break it down there. And then we say, okay, what is the role of the Christian? Well, we're called to be salt and light. If we're light, that means we step in, and as we step in, the darkness goes away. So we have an important role to to play Um, but do we see ourselves? I think too many Christians today see ourselves as, hey, we're here, we get saved, and then we hold on for dear life until Christ comes again. Um, And in reality, (laughs) what when the lord prays and says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven for some reason he's given us a role and an assignment to be the kingdom here on earth to be the salt and light and if we abdicate that if we stay on the sidelines if we don't see ourselves in that identity of having a role to play yes we're going to sit back and not do something um but indeed we do have an assignment. Um, we are called to push back evil and there's a lot of it going on around us today.
1: It's interesting, Jason, we were at a concert last night and um, the artist was singing a song and, and it, it said uh, something about um, uh, our political system and, the whole audience, you could just hear them, ah, kind of like when they were, um, reacting to that. And what I heard in Mm -hmm. there is, um, blame, uh, in in so based in our conversation, I'm thinking, okay, so we voted for it yet. Now we're complaining about it yet. Do we even, uh, then you take it to Christians. Do we even begin to know that we do have a role Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, if you don't like something, change it. And um, the only reason why you wouldn't like something and not change it is if you didn't feel like you mattered. And that goes to your point, Jason, where people aren't seeing themselves as Christian Americans. What is required of me here at this intersection, at this choice, at this decision point, as first and foremost a Christian and secondly as a Christian American? Right. So I think that's and, critical and
2: we're talking about America, right, but that role exists no matter where you are if you're in Britain or you're you know in Uganda, you have a role where you've been planted for those of us on this call we're planted here in the in America where we have also been given a, a very unique opportunity as a citizen in a democratic republic where we play a very defined role of voting and having say of who our representatives are, who our president is and the policies that they put in place. And so um you know we do we all have to recognize where we're planted and and how we can influence that most for the kingdom of Christ. Mm. Amen.
0: Amen. I love that you mentioned the world because friends We have listeners all over the world, uh, in Africa, in Europe, in Asia, in South America, in Central America. Thank you, God. We are just blessed to be speaking to so many people whose hearts are searching for what is true and right and good and their place in it. And if you'll stay with us, we're going to get with Jason in the second segment and talk a little more— about how that effort pertains to Americans in this nation standing forward in faith and doing the good that we have been asked to do by our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay with us.
1: God's Word says that He loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mendelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you.
0: Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and that song was chosen by our brilliant producer, Corey, who is wearing a khaki raincoat today. And if he weren't so cool, I would say he looks a little bit like Inspector Gadget, except (laughs) he is like just he is cool. If you look up cool in the dictionary, it'll have a picture of Corey. You made me go
1: like really loud on the mic, and I think I just blew Corey's ears
0: out. I just God bless you, Corey. Friends, we're talking with Jason Yates of My Faith Votes, who will be on the tip of the spear for the next year as this nation, the United States of America, makes choices which will affect the entire world. I said in the beginning, we are a superpower. We have been blessed by a loving God. And the Bible says, from whom much is given, much is demanded, and from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked. So we can't just sit here and say, wow, we are blessed. We have the highest standard of living of any nation in the world. We have excess, and this is our average uh, salary and so forth. We have to say, we have all of this. What are we now going to do with it? And that is our responsibility to the world. And what you have seen in the last two weeks is what happens when America sets a weak policy a policy that is not well thought out and the ramifications uh, are for the world. And so we have been focused for the last three years on gender ideology and all of this other nonsense. And while we were doing that, our enemies rightly perceived that we were not focused on them. And so they have used that to exact a toll on Israel, a nation which should be uh, protected and revered by the United States of America. Our border's falling apart, and that has uh, issues. And so, as we look at 2024 and pray to God that 2024 will be better than 2023, we have to say, What is our opportunity and what is our responsibility here? And Jason is the perfect person to ask, because if you look at the vision of My Faith Votes, it states, this, we desire to see an America where God is honored in the public square and biblical truth is advanced in our culture. It goes on to say, we exist because a battle is raging for the heart of this nation. It's a battle over truth and how you and I will live out our faith in the public square. So, Jason, with that weighty introduction, what do you see as at stake for this nation and the world in 2024.
2: Well, wow. uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get over the, your comment of me being at the tip of the spear um, <laughs> and <laughs> feeling the the weight and the uh, uh, potential puncture wounds from that. Um, but um, the um, it, you know, you ask me what's at stake. Um, here's, I think. Uh, there's so much but at at the center of it is um and and where a lot of these issues um fall is because we're not courageously speaking about truth um and and i think that's where even foreign enemies and others even internal enemies if you will um recognize this we we'll recognize um how America and our politicians are being wishy-washy and not uh, direct around what is, as we talked about before, uh, right or wrong or, um, you know, good and evil. And so as we debate gender, as we debate these um, things around climate change, um, you know, we're not speaking with a lot of authority or truth and that is just obvious and evident to people and so what's happening is we're get we're getting taken advantage of taking advantage of first um within our borders um with nothing happening in congress because we can't talk about it with um common sense and and then taken advantage of outside of our borders, and we see that in uh, ways that, um, you know, is happening actually in Israel today, and, and I think there, and we could talk about it for a long time, um, uh, of the, what's happening um, because people see the weakness in our leadership But um, you ask what's at stake. I mean, 2024 is another big year. Of course, we have the presidency um, up for election Um, every four years. uh, Every member, actually, it's every two years, every member of the U.S. House is up for election. So 435 seats in the House uh, up for election. We have 35 Senate seats, 14 governorships. (laughs) And, of course, tens and thousands of state legislature uh, seats and school boards and judicial um, elections and all kinds of things. So there's a lot of opportunity here to influence the way that America leads and um, or doesn't lead. And so that's what's at stake, um, to answer your question.
0: Wow. Um, what I hear in there is amazing opportunity if we're willing to see ourselves as Christian Americans and seize the opportunity. If, on the other hand, our preference is to admire the problem, critique the problem, Monday morning quarterback everything since it's football season, then we are seeking... To abscond our responsibility, and it might be cool for the moment because you're not holding yourself accountable for something, but the the bill will come, and the bill will be more buffoonery for our children, more perversity in school, where these books that people can't stand to hear read on Capitol Hill are placed in middle school libraries, more um disharmony, more separation, more poverty, spiritual uh, and otherwise. And so what I heard you say in the beginning there is we can't have important conversations. And right now, if you look at uh, the battle for the house in uh, Washington, at this critical time, when our enemies have attacked an ally, we don't have a functioning Um, legislative branch of the government because people are more concerned with what's in it for them. So as we sit here and critique the people who are more concerned with what's in it for them, their political careers, their uh, enduring uh, opportunity in government, we have to be careful that we're not sitting here saying what's in it for me and what's in it for us. Because Christians, it's not about you. It's about the good that you can do. Christian Americans, it's not about you. It's about the good that this nation does for the world. And so, Jason, huge opportunity in 2024. But as you kind of identified when I said you're the tip of the spear, also a little scary.
2: Yeah, it's... it's. Um you know, the Lord places us all in different places, um, and we don't know why. (laughs) I I share that um, questioning uh, for myself, but um, I've got to trust and recognize the Lord's put me in a place, and I need to be found faithful in it. And so I'm doing everything I can to um, do just as you opened up um, and shared about our mission and My Faith Votes to Motivate and equip people to be engaged, to speak truth, and to elect um, leaders who represent and will protect a biblical worldview. And so, um, there's there's um, lots of opportunity. Uh, let's say I, I um, uh, but w- w- as Galatians six ten often s- or says, it says as we have opportunity, do good um, to everyone, but especially those of the faith. And so um, we have to recognize the opportunities that we have and how those can be used for, for good for everyone, for, for the Lord's good, but also for those of the faith and of the church.
1: So we have this opportunity. What if we don't take it?
2: Yeah, if we don't take this opportunity, and, and I think that's um, one of my biggest concerns going into 2024 is that there will be a lot of people, just as you said, Richard, are thinking about themselves, thinking about their flesh, you know, what what kind of, um, um, you know, am I going to get certain tax breaks? Am I going to get my student loans, um, you know, uh, taking care of those type of things and we're, we're more focused on um you know what we get from how we elect people or what um maybe even some people focused on some you know things like abortion and um that's a whole nother topic of how we view that and how we look at that but um we a lot of people focus on what we get and not focus on um, what we, how we should lead and what we should do from um, the, the responsibility that we've been given. So um, you know, I think that um, too many Americans are falling into, American Christians are falling into a trap, something that is called moralistic. Therapeutic deism. Um, and it, it's the idea that all God wants is for us to be uh, happy and nice to other people. And we fall into this trap. And so, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Richard, lot, you know, the differentiation between the people who identify in their calling versus those who just show up at church. And those who show up at church um, and just feel like God wants them to be happy um, aren't realizing the the joy that comes from serving Him wholeheartedly and standing for His truth. And that's what my faith votes is trying to do: is recognize, to exemplify uh, what that truth is, and help people stand for it.
0: Well put, friends. Let me tell you: having been in combat, having been in ground combat. Happy is irrelevant. Uh, Nice is irrelevant. Being liked is irrelevant. It's about the good that you can do. It's about standing firm and discharging your duties and accomplishing your mission. And our mission as Christian Americans over the next year is to establish a trajectory for this nation that will either point us toward the toilet of history— or it will point us toward a turnaround where we can rightly assume our place in the world as a leader in a nation under God. Stay with us. We're going to talk more about that in the third segment.
1: They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans Who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on election day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We, here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray think and vote in all future elections. Go to myfaithvotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Right here. Right here. I'm weak at the knees, but I'm still holding on to a home. Friends,
0: welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. And not that this is Corey bashing day, but when I said in his khaki raincoat that he looked like Inspector Gadget, there was somebody else in the back of my mind I was trying to think about, and I just thought about it, Corey. It's Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther. <laughs> What was his name? You Remember the detective?
1: Okay, so in the you don't pant? know this. When I walked into the studio, I actually complimented him on I love his it. jacket.
0: I wish I could have a style like
1: that. I think he looks sharp. I love that jacket.
0: I'm like old man retired from the Marine Corps style. Everything is like some part of a uniform item that I once had to wear. And, and Corey's over here looking like Peter Sellers. I love it. Friends, we're talking about uh, the upcoming year in terms of our opportunity within the political system to vote, to shape the course of this nation. And like aiming a weapon, that is going to establish the trajectory for what happens in the next four years. We will vote. We will vote for people who share our values and they will go to Washington, and they will put forth directly and indirectly uh, that vote and our values, or they will acquiesce, they will turn away from their responsibility to represent their voters, they will kowtow to corporations and special interests, and this country, instead of being pointed at what God says matters— the, the direction will be slewed slightly and be pointed more at this uh, progressive nonsense. And that starts with the international perspective. It starts with um, the world beyond our borders, because we can make things as, as happy and comfortable as we want here in America, but if it's falling apart all around the world, then we We're just an extremely wealthy neighborhood surrounded by um, turmoil, and that turmoil will be visited upon us, rightly so, because we have a responsibility. So, Jason, is there a better way to explain how the voter can affect what's going on internationally and how what's going on internationally then comes back and shapes the life we lead on a daily basis?
2: Wow, there's a lot there. Um, Let me start by just saying that I do believe that the next president will have the toughest job when it comes to foreign relations than any president in recent history. Um, I I just see so many things happening, whether it's in uh, Asia with China and North Korea. Whether it's um Russia and what's happening in Ukraine and where that goes, whether it's in the Middle East and the recent events and and how the United States gets drawn into that, there are so many hot pockets, and I think that we just see things um, intensifying more than um solidifying and and maybe becoming more peaceful. And so because of that, I think it's of grave concern that we include in our decision making a a strong um, emphasis on the qualities and the perspectives of the candidates when it comes to foreign policy. You know, when we think about what are the things that should be top of mind when we look at those um, who are running for president, the the things we need to know first and foremost is how will they lead as a commander in chief? Will will they take seriously what's happening at our border because of the security issues there that do indeed affect. How things happen um, across the nation um, or across the world, um, and will they advocate for military strength? Not that that America would be a a um, a force that oppresses, but more that it would be a force that stands for freedom and pushes back evil. And so we have to look at our military strength. We have to look at um, how how leaders will, who they will appoint, who's going to be the Secretary of State, who's going to be um, on the world stage, um, you know, representing religious freedom across the world um, on behalf of the, of the United States. Um, and I could keep going. I mean, what are their views on globalism? How do they look at climate and the the united states role there there's so many things um but i think mostly it's who do they see as the allies of the united states and are they willing to stand boldly with them and for them and um i'm i'm glad for the comments that have come from some of our Uh, uh, elected leaders, including our president of standing with Israel. I think we uh, have to see and watch and and see what they do and whether they stand behind that. But we definitely need a president who's going to not just say good words, but who is going to stand and act on behalf of the United States in a way that supports them.
0: Brilliantly put. So important, and friends, I'm going to say something that is not a point on which we can equivocate. If you're a Christian, it means you believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. I've heard that there are Christians out there who think that you can pick and choose from the Bible, who think that it's like Burger King, where you can have it your way. But let me correct you. The Bible's the inspired Word of God. It's His will for the world, written in black and white. And if you don't believe that, then nothing else matters. So, we're back to the Bible is the inspired Word of God. And in the inspired Word of God, first and foremost, one of the earliest chapters in Genesis says about Israel, about the Israelites, about the Jews, those who bless you will be blessed. And those who curse you will be cursed. So if you're thinking you can make a choice about whether you like Israel or whether you don't like Israel, you're wrong. You don't have a choice as a Christian. Because if you curse Israel, you will be cursed. Because the same Bible that told us about Jesus Christ tells us that. And so what Jason is so rightly alluding to is how will the next administration bless Israel? And in doing so, it must bless her with its full resolve. It must bless her financially, uh, in terms of the military, uh, with every resource we have, knowing that God keeps his promises, and if he says those who bless her will be blessed, then that's what he means. So, Jason, so important that you say that. And the very second you talk about the import of our next administration on foreign policy— because it doesn't make much sense to worry about what's going on in your house if the neighborhood's burning down, and so <laughs> you've identified that we really need somebody who knows their way around foreign policy. And as soon as you said that, I thought about Nikki Haley.
2: And and uh, you know I I do like Nikki Haley. I'm not um, suggesting that I'm I'm endorsing her necessarily, but there are some really wonderful candidates to consider um, and several who claim the name of Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I think uh, that's a great place to start in who uh, you might consider casting a vote for because you know their worldview. You know where uh, their perspective is and who they put their faith in. And so, um, you know, having candidates who are competent and faithful is a great formula uh, for who might lead us uh, as a nation.
1: So, Jason, can you suggest um, how we can evaluate who we should be considering or who we can consider voting for?
2: Well, sure. Uh, there's let me say that, um, you know, one of the things, that, as we've said already, is We have to look at the Bible, and we have to see where they stand on issues. For me, and I'm going to speak for myself, life continues to be one of the top priorities, um, how they value life. Do they value and stand for the life of the unborn? Because that's where almost every other conversation goes, Um, every other issue is formed from that perspective. And so I think that's an incredibly important place to start. And it defines many of the other issues that are also important for me, and I know for so many others, um, where we stand on immigration, foreign relations, how we look at even our, our nation's debt, because we, how we view life is how we view the burden that we're placing on others. Because if we Brilliant. just want to keep getting more from the government and kicking the, the ball down the field of who's going to pay for that, um, we're thinking of ourselves more than we're thinking of others, including the next generations and the, the financial burden, the tax burden that they will have. So um, I, I think it just starts with that issue of life, and so many of the other issues come from that.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And again, you can't equivocate. Either God says life is important, and we're knitted in our mother's womb, and we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and everything we do comes from that. Or you say, hey, some lives are more important than others, and then you're into the Uh, quagmire the relativity that has got us in the mess we're in so such a great point friends stay with us we're going to wrap it up in the fourth segment and we're going to tell you how you can sort through it with the help of my faith votes stay with us
1: Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you were training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to Gracie Umaita, Huntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to Gracie Huntsville. Dot .com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about 1 in 3 Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on election day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to myfaithvotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ.
0: Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're having a conversation with Jason Yates, the CEO of My Faith Votes, an uh, incredibly important organization which helps Christians to understand the lay of the land, uh, the battlefield, as we vote. As you've heard me say, culture is downstream of faith, and politics is downstream of culture. And so what we have to do is bring our faith to bear on politics, Uh, swimming upstream a little bit, and it takes some navigation. And Jason and his organization have an amazing website, myfaithvotes.org. And I'm going to ask Jason to talk to us a little bit about navigating it, because there's just so much good information there. Jason, uh, we don't want our listeners to feel like they're in it by themselves and or to feel like we've given them more uh, to chew than they can manage. So how would you guide them in, uh, in their efforts to get uh, sorted out?
2: Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, listen, I break it down into a simple formula. It's that we are trying to equip Christians across this nation to pray pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray unceasingly. And then we want to equip people to think, think biblically about the issues, understand it from God's, understand these issues from God's perspectives, not from our own, not from a political perspective, but what does he say about it? And then we want people to put their faith into action and to vote and vote consistently in every election. And so as you look at myfaithvotes.org and you go there, you'll see those three things and resources for you to accomplish all those things. Listen, if if we are all faithful to that formula, I think it's the formula for the Christian life, which is, you know, first we go to the Lord. We seek His face um, for what He wants. We we pray. Then then we look at the Word, we open it up, and we we say, Lord, what's your view? How do I understand these issues? Um, And we have incredible um, resources, videos, um, all kinds of really um, uh, respected leaders speaking into issues that I know will benefit your audience. And then we vote. We put our faith in action and we vote. And uh, we have something on our website called My Voter Hub. And My Voter Hub is really a resource that um, at election time, it should be the indispensable resource for the Christian that's going to give them insights into what's on their ballot, when do they vote, and um, what do the candidates stand for. So that's a quick summary of all that you can find on MyFaithVotes.org.
0: Okay, friends, Jason Yates, the CEO of MyFaithVotes.org, a brilliant organization. Uh, Jason, since 2016, I believe, is that right?
2: That's right. That's when we got started.
0: And since 2016 has been helping Christians. And if you're listening to the show, that's you. And so you heard me mention earlier that uh, one particular candidate has a lot of foreign policy experience, but what is their stance on abortion, for example? What is their stance on certain other cultural issues? Do they stand firm in the truth of the Bible, or are they trying to create some middle ground? And so we might like one thing and sense that one thing's important, but then we know I can't equivocate on this issue. I can't uh, think things are relative. For example, abortion. If you, don't, if you don't think life is important, then none of this other stuff matters. Just keep passing debt on to your children. It's their problem. If you think life matters, well, now you see your responsibility at the intersection of faith and the secular world, and you're willing to stand there courageously. What about some of the other issues that face us? We talked about debt. We talk about uh, foreign policy. And that brings us to Israel. As I said, you cannot vote for anybody who doesn't support Israel, period, end of story. If there's one person left and they say, I support Israel, that's where we go. And that's the truth, and it brings us to our moment of truth, which, as you know, in every show we look at a scripture which informs our conversation, and today's scripture comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 2 verses 20 and 21, and those verses say this. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are His. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Friends, God acts through us. His change comes through us. When we pursue Jesus, His wisdom, and His knowledge, and when that understanding changes the way we act, righteous change will come to the struggling world through us of God. God will not do it for us. He wants to see us care enough to fight for that which He says is right and just. And you've heard me say many times before, get in the fight. Well, voting is one such fight. If you vote your faith, you can expect good change. If you don't vote, the same people who voted for the same things in the last elections will vote for the same things in this election. The results will be the same, and the things in our nation will be worse because things always trend toward worse. There is no same. The United States will be geopolitically weaker. We will be less safe on the world stage and at home. More people will suffer at the hands of madmen, and we will be more spiritually, morally, financially, culturally, and politically bankrupt. So, if things seem incredibly messed up, I get it. Men and the ways of men are the problem. They always have been. The only hope we have is in the way of Jesus Christ. I'm begging you to commit to learning Jesus' ways. Resolve to walk in His ways, to love as He says to love, to parent as He says to parent, to work as He says to work, and to resist what He says to resist. Live out your faith without apology. As Jason said, the truth speaks for itself. Don't be afraid of speaking the biblical truth as written in black and white in God's book to us. Finally, at every opportunity... Vote your faith and make Jesus' voice heard in every election, everywhere. If you're not sure how to sort through all of the noise, I understand that too. Don't be afraid. I was on the My Faith Votes website, and there is a ton of great information, as Jason mentioned. And you can go to My Voter Hub, and it will guide you. If you want to be a part of the solution. If you want righteous change, check out MyFaithVotes.org. You will find everything you need to guide you over the next year as you make yourself heard in the coming elections and speak the voice of Christ. And that's Courageous Christianity. So Jason, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, you've given our listeners a lot to think about. Is there anything you would add?
2: I just it would again, emphasize the fact that um, our identity in Christ does not lead us to think about partisan politics, left or right, but it leads us to think about good and evil up and down. And that's the way I hope that every Christian approaches these elections and who they elect, um, simplifying it to what is God's desire for me and the role that I play, and how I represent him and the standards that he has established.
0: Amen. Thank you very much again, Jason. Friends, please pray for Israel. Pray for God's hand in healing and comforting her people. Pray for his return of her hostages, and pray for his swift and mighty retribution on the cowards who attacked her sweet and innocent children. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, in Houston, Texas, at KKHT.com, on your favorite podcast app, or on CourageousChristianity.today, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi.